0: Uh, is that your tea Uh,
1: yeah coffee actually I'm on coffee today
0: oh wow Mm -hmm. late night
1: (laughs) come home work sucks I know
0: (laughs) she left (laughs) me roses by by the stairs stairs. (laughs) surprises let me know she cares Uh, good times yes you ready five four
1: three two one Zero, all engine running. Lift off. We have a lift off.
0: The Holy oh. hour. We, we, we have a lift off. Hello and welcome to episode five of Holy Half Hour, the podcast. Which isn't holy. It's not half an hour, but it is, as always, a fun discussion show about God, faith, and everything else. Kieran, how are you today?
1: Michael, I'm good man. How are you? <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm good. I feel like when I'm saying that, it starts to feel just a little bit too rote. I almost want to just be like, "Hello, this is a podcast. Yeah, now we're yeah. talking, but uh-huh. uh, you know, I know what you mean. We'll get there.
1: yeah, we're still we're still <laughs> establishing a brand identity, so I suppose it's not a bad thing to have a little a little intro spiel, but uh, absolutely, you know, eventually, when we've got a huge audience, and, you know, it doesn't really matter what we do. We can just, like, sort of begin midway through a conversation. Like, yeah, all, like all our favourite podcasts. Like um, <laughs> yeah. Simon Mayo and Mark Kermode. Yeah. You know, that sort of thing. I'm wearing yeah, a football absolutely. shirt today. That's why I did a Michael... Cause I'm, you um,
0: own a football shirt. I do. Wow. I
1: do own a football shirt. The only football shirt I've owned since I was a child. It was given to me by a relative of my fiance, and it's a Zambia shirt, and it's very cool.
0: Ah, oh, that's cool. Yeah, I, I, I was going to say, I can't imagine you wearing a football shirt. We're not really footbally type people.
1: No, that's true. That's true. We're not really big on that. On the <laughs> no. on the beautiful game. But I do like. This. I like
0: watching it. Yeah,
1: you, you like watching it
0: yeah i'm 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 into like watching football i like playing football. I just don't support a team that's okay all. okay oh that's interesting to anyone man. who yeah anyone who actually really is into football that makes no sense at all too but you know mm what can i say mm.
1: yeah i was never team sports in general not really my thing and I don't think I had a positive experience of team sports in high school uh no. except maybe like with netball actually netball i liked
0: <laughs> um uh, funny but anyway anyway we should definitely <laughs> definitely not talk about sports is <laughs> definitely talking out of school we do not know enough about sports to start talking about mm, sports fair. Um, but what we are going to talk about today is we're going to get to know each other we've got some games i'm going to pose you a question which you haven't heard until i pose it to you and then we're going to share something encouraging the usual stuff, and it's going to be awesome. I'm excited to have a conversation with you, my buddy. You too, man. You too. It's going to be good.
1: Michael and Kieran. Michael and Kieran. Michael and Kieran. Michael and Kieran.
0: Well, Kieran, I'm going to start talking to you this week about what the new thing that happened to me because um, it's really short, but it's also about birds. Oh, wicked. So, um, that's my favorite yeah. thing. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, I, I was trying to steer, generally steer the podcast away from birds. Um, but I, it's me that's driving us straight back into Bird Valley to this week, uh, unfortunately. But
1: You can't escape the birds, Michael. It's like that Alfred <laughs> Hitchcock film with all the birds yeah. in it. I forget its name. Yeah, it's
0: getting very Hitchcockian. <laughs> oh, you're a funny one. <laughs> um, well, this is a short one. Basically, I was, I was in the garden and uh, in the side of our church there is an old fountain, um, like a drinking fountain. um, And where the faucet used to come out is just a hole now. And as I was walking past it, it was just uh, this very cute moment of realizing that there was a bunch of little chirpy, chirpy, cheep cheeps going on in that hole. And that some form of bird has made a nest inside the old fountain, inside the wall of the church and uh, laid some eggs, and the eggs have hatched. And there's lots of little baby birds inside the wall, <laughs> inside the fountain. Oh, mate, that's very um, nice. Did
1: You, did you, oh, you don't you? Nice. do know what they are then? You didn't see uh, any grown-ups coming in and out to feed them? Grown-up birds, that is. No,
0: Not yet. I'm going to make that a priority this week to uh, bird watch and find out what type of bird it is that's going in and out of the fountain.
1: We expect um, a full report yeah. next Monday. The listeners and I. <laughs> I look
0: forward to telling you about <laughs> it. Um, but yeah, there's not, but uh, I have really just, you know, with, with all that's going on, it's still we're still in lockdown. Um, I'm still working and not much else has changed, really. I haven't seen very many people, haven't been out very much. But nature is certainly taking back this area of London anyway, so. Mm. Okay, okay. That's cool, man. How about you, Kieran? What have you been up to this week?
1: Well Michael I have very little to tell you about um my own life um but I there's some exciting news some exciting podcast related news Ooh the first thing is and uh this I, I I'm trying to figure out whether or not this is a weird thing to do but here goes <laughs> Uh-oh So as as you know I obsessively check our podcast stats um, to see uh-huh. how many people are listening to us and where they're yes. listening to us. And I, I get a tremendous amount of joy from seeing the little number tick upwards uh, every every so often. And um, something I noticed, because the, 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 the app that we use, the service that we use for hosting our podcast, um, it tells you where people are listening. It gives you their rough location. And I was delighted to see that after our first podcast went out, we had a listener in France. Wow, French and, listener. And then episode two went out, Michael, and the French person listened to that one too. Wow. So, well, they, I, they may or may not be French, but they live in France. So this is really just to say, uh. hello, person from France. It's nice that you <laughs> <laughs> tune into our podcast. I'm very happy that someone from obviously we love our uk listeners and there are quite a few of you already which is great we're very excited about that but it's just cool to have people from further afield uh listening in as well so hello french person
0: um, <laughs> more person in france <laughs> yes and and thank you all for listening anyone who's listening yeah, yeah. Uh, just just know that if you've taken the time to download this podcast and then also to listen to it that you've made Kieran's day today. His little heart <laughs> yeah. has grown three sizes just from that one number ticking yes, up. Absolutely. Uh, so thank you.
1: Absolutely. This is not to worry any of you listeners. We don't have any like detailed information about who you are or where you live. Um, the the app just gives us a rough idea of your location. Okay. So don't
0: yeah, worry. Yeah, that's true. We're not going to do- we're not going to dox uh, you on our podcast. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I downloaded the podcast just after it launched uh, on Monday, the last episode that went up because I wanted to get in there first so I could see where it thought I was. And, it, and right. certainly it's, uh, it's at least a few miles off in location. So we definitely can't find you. Don't worry. Yeah, Still listen to it. <laughs> yeah
1: totally, totally. But the other very exciting bit of news, Michael, is that we got an email In the last week
0: Oh, wow, you didn't tell me this, you kept that secret I did
1: keep it a secret, I wanted to surprise you in case you hadn't seen it (laughs) This email comes from Jack, a listener to the show And uh, I'm going to put this question to you, Michael Because uh, as the person who's carrying the torch for birds this week We have a bird-related question (laughs) And I I feel that also as as a person who's in ministry You're more qualified to answer this question than I am so this okay. is from this is from Jack. Jack writes, "I was surprised to learn that ravens are about as intelligent as seven-year-old children, and it raised some questions. I hope you can answer. Are ravens able <laughs> to understand the gospel, and what is the best way for us to explain and demonstrate it to them? All my love, Jack." <laughs> so we're getting all of Jack's love today, which is very kind. But he asked that question no, about good. ravens.
0: No more for any else. now. <laughs> Wow, well, is that genuinely an email? It is. A from, for, it's from someone a for real.
1: If, yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I assure you, I did not write that myself. It was written by... I've
0: been burned before. A real...
1: <laughs> it was in all the other podcasts you've done. No, it was, it was written by uh, all your podcasts you have on the side. It was written yeah. by a, uh, a man called Jack, who I happen oh. to know... He's a, he's
0: a good friend. Oh.
1: Like he's a big fan of the show, and um,
0: <laughs> well, hello, Jack.
1: Yes, hello, Jack. And, Thanks for writing
0: in, and a and a very uh, a very pr- prescient question, and uh, I think an important. Maybe we should, maybe we should save it for the end of the podcast. I'll just chuck out the question I was going to ask you, and we can just discuss how to <laughs> how to evangelize to to ravens. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> I think that one thing that. So if we take the kind of ravens are seven-year-olds and seven-year-olds are all ravens uh, because correlation equals causation. um, Absolutely. Then one thing that I think I try to do when uh, when explaining the gospel and or working with seven-year-olds is to just really try to give them a good experience of church and a good experience of Christianity and a good experience of what it means to be a Christian. And in... So that's kind of first and foremost, like okay. loving them, making them feel welcome, yep. giving them a good experience. Yeah. So, uh, and then once you've done that, we can start, you know, tell, explaining God loves them and, and about Jesus and everything else. So, you know, my question is, would be to Jack, you know, how can you love and, and make the ravens in your life feel welcome and feel like, uh, you know, create an environment in which they can get to know you? Uh, and that would be my starting point you know before we worry about the gospel we've got to worry about the relationship
1: absolutely so, you've got, you got to have an authentic relationship with your ravens if you're going to yeah. you're going to share uh the gospel with them totally and it, yeah, exactly. and it takes real courage as well when the time is right to invite them to church um
0: yeah i mean i don't want to mix my metaphors but if you don't spend time you know building that relationship with your ravens then the seed will land on the path and other ravens will come and, <laughs> and come and eat that seed and so if you want the seed for the ravens to land in fertile soil and not be eaten by ravens then you have to love your ravens so that the ravens can have <coughs> seeds which are fertile and hear the gospel
1: and then your ravens will have deep roots <laughs> and into the soil of the God's love
0: uh, Good. Well, I, you know, I think our work is done here and (laughs) we should probably just call it a day there.
1: We hope that's been helpful for you, Jack.
0: Well, Kieran, it's time for some games. Are you ready for my game for you? Because I'm ready to challenge you to the most difficult game you might have ever (laughs) done.
1: I am totally ready, Michael. Hit me with the game.
0: <laughs> well, today's game is what all the kids are calling church architecture or partial denture.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: I have, <laughs> six, I have six terms for you, Kieran. And you have to decide whether said term is the name of a part of church architecture or the name of a part of a partial denture.
1: Wow. Okay. Do yeah. I do I get to know what a partial denture is?
0: <laughs> well, well, other than a, a tortured rhyme with church architecture, <laughs> partial dent. <laughs> what do you think partial partial denture might be? Um, do you know what dentures are?
1: Well, yeah, yeah. That was my my guess was going to be something to do with teeth.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. a partial denture is when you have some of your own teeth. And like, but maybe some of them fall out, or they okay. get removed, or whatever. And then you have to have like a thing that has teeth on them that you can put in and out of your mouth, so that the gaps in your teeth are filled with fake teeth. I see, dentures. Michael, yeah, but it's what, not all of your teeth.
1: Michael, what very late hour did you come up with this game? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Kieran, I mean, I'm just, I just full of ideas. You yeah, know, and well,
1: that's for sure.
0: And sometimes I just f- go down these uh, terrifying rabbit holes of ideas <laughs> for games, and and I find myself looking up things that rhyme with church architecture. And uh, <laughs> okay, <laughs> you got the rhyming that's dictionary. That's great ideas come out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, are are you ready, to, ready for your first one, Kieran? Yes, absolutely. Okay, is this a, an area of church architecture? Or a partial denture, or part of a partial denture, a, Northex. a Northex. narthex. A narthex, N-A-R-T-H-E-X. Is it somewhere in a church, or is it a part of your partial denture?
1: Mm. That that sounds kind of religious to me. So mm. I'm going to mm-hmm. say that it's part of church architecture.
0: Ding, 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 hey. well ding. Kieran. It is the entrance or lobby area located at the end of the nave. Right. So there you go. Very nice. Basically, the bit where you come into church.
1: Okay. Cool. Um, number two. I'm totally going to use that now when I go to traditional church buildings and be like, whoa. Yeah. Nice narthex.
0: <laughs> Check out the narthex on this <laughs> church. Yeah, absolutely. He can impress all your friends. Yeah, totally. Um, <laughs> number two, occlusal rest.
1: Occlusal rest. That's good. Yeah. See, occlusal sounds like it means hidden or it relates to the word hidden. Mm. Um, or whatever the origins of that word are. Uh, so maybe it's like something about, you know, a room for prayer ministry or something, or Mm, mm -hmm. it's something in your mouth that is hidden. (laughs) (laughs) Those are the options. (laughs) I'm going to go with uh, mouth this time. I'm going to say it's a dental thing.
0: You are correct, sir. It is a part of a partial denture. Ding, 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 ding. Well done. Two for two. Number three, abutment. (laughs) Uh, Sorry, I'm too
1: immature to handle that word. Um, (laughs) Uh,
0: Don't worry, you're in good company.
1: (laughs) Um, Well, that's got a sort of architectural vibe to it. I'm thinking about like buttresses Mm -hmm. and things that hold up archways and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So I am going to
0: go for architecture. (laughs) Oh. oh Kieran, I'm afraid that's actually part of a partial denture.
1: Uh you knew you knew you'd got me with that one, didn't you? When you were putting this together. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, I rubbed my hands together with glee when that when that was a part of a partial denture. <laughs> I was like, I've got him now. Um however, just to say that an abutment is an engineering term, so a bridge mm. has an abutment and other okay. things what are built have abutments. Right. I couldn't find an instance where a church had an abutment, but uh, almost certainly there's some th- somewhere out there a church has an abutment. So it's a caveat. I'm okay. going to give you okay. half a point for that one. Well, uh, uh, partial denture definitely has abutments. A church could have an abutment. So if you said uh, uh, that at home, then you know partial credit. That's very generous of you, Michael. Thank you. You're welcome. Are you ready for the next one of this incredible game? yeah (laughs) go for it (laughs) okay here we go triforium
1: triforium nice triforium i'm gonna say that that is it just in in my in my brain in my brainium it sounds (laughs) kind of uh that's a technical term it sounds kind of uh medical uh-huh. So I'm okay. going to say it's to do with the dental thing, me, that word that you said.
0: <laughs> you're str- you can't quite get the partial denture. Partial
1: denture, yes. <laughs> yeah,
0: Church architecture or partial denture? Um, you're going with partial denture.
1: I'm going to go with partial denture.
0: Well, Kieran, it is actually part of a church. Oh, oh. say
1: the word again. Sorry.
0: Triforium
1: Triforium, right Tell me what a
0: Triforium, triforium is, is a, a shallow gallery of arches Within the thickness of inner wall Which stands above the nave Nice
1: <laughs> <laughs> Some expert on church architecture Is going to be very frustrated with me Yeah like, And me, no doubt How could you not know
0: that? Yeah they would be like Well, well, actually A Triforium <laughs> isn't quite that um, <laughs> Dinosaurs <laughs> here's number five uh we've gone back to jurassic park yeah <laughs> all, all roads
1: lead to jurassic park my friends. <laughs> uh
0: lingual bar
1: lingual bar mm-hmm. now this has got to be a trap
0: <laughs> <laughs> why how so
1: because it has a mouth related word in it so Mm, you, mm-hmm. you, you want me. To, this is very clever of you, Michael. You want me to uh-huh. go for um, partial denture, but I've seen through your ruse, and I'm, Aww. I'm convinced that this is a church thing. So I'm going to say architecture.
0: Okay, okay, clever clogs. You're pretty smart. Checking out my <laughs> double bluff. It's actually uh, a part of partial denture. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, got you. Uh, I love it the glory <laughs> the crowd go wild <laughs> that's good man uh. that's good you've bested me once again absolutely you're in trouble because this is the last one and I have already I can't remember what the score is hang on a second so you got North X right Clues rest wrong I don't remember I now. think I got I think I've
1: got two right and two wrong <laughs> have we done four
0: We've done 5. So, uh, ah. I think you I think you need this to draw. Okay. Okay. So, this is the last one. Ambulatory. Ambulatory.
1: Ambulatory. Well, I'm pretty sure that that word means to walk or has something to do with walking. So mm-hmm. I'd be very surprised if it has something to do with partial denture, therefore. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, okay. okay. So
1: I'm going to go with that it, That it's part of a church.
0: Well, Kieran, you've pulled stalemate <laughs> out of the uh, hands of defeat there. Um, an ambulatory is the covered passage around a cloister or a walkway around the apse. Mm. Okay. okay. So there you go. Nice. <laughs> well done kieran i hope (laughs) i hope that you uh one day will recover from the joys of playing (laughs) church architecture or partial denture
1: so michael what i've got for you is a game called praise your cards right now uh, am am i right that the play your cards right is that game where you have to guess if the card goes higher or lower
0: yeah, I think that's the one. Yeah, With, that's, what uh, I, that's what I Bruce thought. Forsyth.
1: Yeah, I thought it was that. So this is called Praise Your Cards Right. Now, I've sent you an email, which you've hopefully got in front of you. Mm-hmm, um, I do. That email gives you lyrics for three different hymns. Now, what okay. we're going to do, Michael, is you're going to listen to a clip of this hymn. I've got a, a verse from three different hymns, listeners. And Michael's going to listen to all but the last line. Of the verse He's going to listen to the tune And then he, Michael is going to guess Whether the tune goes up or down <laughs> At the next bit So Okay uh, So that's, that's the plan listeners So um, you'll see Michael That you've got two audio clips for each hymn So hymn number one has a, mm-hmm. a setup And a reveal and so on So in a moment I'd like you to listen to hymn number one setup. up and uh Okay. And then I want you to tell me whether you think that, and, and these are I'll say these are all Charles
0: Wesley hymns. So they're okay. they're not I have to say they these are not hymns I've ever heard of.
1: No, I, I, I searched through his back catalogue for things that <laughs> maybe got published once in like yeah. the the, the mid nineteenth century and that sort these of thing. These are B sides and rarities, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So and you'll see okay. Michael listener for the benefit of listeners at home hymn number 1 is called Happy the well instructed youth that classic yeah. that absolute banger
0: who knows <laughs> well, why it fell out those of circulation so, well, shall I shall I uh, play the setup for this hymn number one?
1: Yeah, man. So if you if you go for it. Oh, and I I will say um, if you are familiar with any of these hymns and listeners, I've just made up these tunes. <laughs> these are not oh. the tunes, the original <laughs> tunes, because I wanted to avoid any lawsuits, um, just in case they're not in the public domain. So, Michael, when you're ready, if you want to listen to the setup for hymn number one. Okay, here we go. Happy the well-instructed youth who in his earliest infancy loves from his heart to speak the truth and... What happens next, (laughs) Michael? (laughs) Does the tune go up Uh, or does the tune go down?
0: Does the... Hmm.
1: They're very short, so I'm sure if you want to play it again, the listeners will forgive us.
0: Yeah. Okay, here we go.
1: Happy the well-instructed youth Who in his earliest infancy Loves from his heart to speak the truth and
0: I'm going to say that this one goes down. Okay. Yeah, because I've actually got the lyrics in front of me here. Yeah. And apparently the lyrics are And like his God abhors a lie. Mm -hmm. And I feel like... Because, I mean, it's a good thing to abhor lies, but I think that because it's about lying, I'm going to say that it, that it goes down.
1: Okay. Okay, you're
0: so, saying down. Yeah. I'm saying down. Shall I play it? Uh, yes, go for it. Okay, here we go.
1: The truth and like is God abhors a lie. So, ah. so it does jump up, I'm afraid. Although yeah. it, it does have a downward motion to it, so you did oh, get well. that. So I don't know how we should allocate points here. I feel like you should get at least a half <laughs> because you anticipated <laughs> well, some think, downward motion.
0: Mm, yeah, yeah, But it
1: did jump up. <laughs> yeah, it did I think leap, I think let's upwards.
0: let's let's be uh, let's be strict. Okay. I got that one wrong.
1: Okay. All right then. All right then. Yeah. Our next hymn, ladies and gentlemen, is that classic first published, I think, in 1749, called Help Lord the Busy Foe. You'll all be well familiar with it, I'm sure. I'm just going to read Mm -hmm. the lyrics, Michael, for the benefit of our listeners. Help Lord, the busy foe, is as a flood come in, lift up a standard and overthrow this soul-distracting sin. Here we go. Help, Lord! The busy foe is as a flood coming. Lift up a standard and overthrow. <laughs> so, what happens next, Michael? It's quite a frightening in that one. It's,
0: it's very genuine. The, the, the whoever singing that—I don't know who—but whoever singing that sounds like they genuinely need help. Well, uh, I just want to hear that one one more time. Go for it.
1: Help Lord the busy is as a flood come in. Lift up a standard and overthrow These it's are actually
0: self-destructing scene. <laughs> These That's are fair, actually wrong with that one. These are actually
1: recordings of uh, Charles Wesley. I managed to get hold of the wax <laughs> cylinders. So
0: he was really pouring his heart out in this one, you can tell yeah absolutely he sounds quite similar to I don't know I just somehow I somehow recognise the voice but, um.
1: <laughs> you know I thought that too I thought, this guy sounds familiar
0: uh, okay I'm going with lower
1: you re- you reckon it goes down yeah okay Michael if here you'd like go. to if you'd like to play the next one and reveal okay here we go overthrow this whole distracting series. hey, hey. <laughs> you were right nice. it does it go way yes. down I didn't know yeah, really Wesley does. could hit those kind of low notes. But there <laughs> you go. Impressive. Yeah.
0: yeah, absolutely.
1: Okay, so we are uh two down, one to go. Um so the third one, Michael, is mm-hmm. that well known and beloved him <laughs> entering <laughs> into my closet. <laughs>
0: But I have to say that when you sent me this email, I didn't listen to them obviously, but I did see the text, and I thought the game was going to be which one of these hymns did I completely make up? <laughs> I did not expect this to be a real hymn. Yeah. Looking at the name of it and the words of it. Yeah, man,
1: totally, totally. I, I had similar thoughts when I found this, but I assure you, it's a legit, <laughs> legit Charles Wesley song. Um, so I'm gonna. Are you gonna I'm gonna go now... the lyrics. Yeah, I'm going to read the lyrics. Entering into my closet, I, the busy world exclude, in secret prayer for mercy cry, and groan to be renewed. So if you'd like to take it away, Michael. Okay, here we go. (laughs) Entering into my closet, I, the busy world exclude. In
0: secret prayer, for mercy, cry and so. Okay, <laughs> what happens next? <laughs> well, I mean, Wesley obviously has quite an incredible range. Wait, yeah, um, I thought that. You know, he's uh, he's gone. And super whilst high he on sounds a little bit, <laughs> seems a little bit on the edge on this one. Yeah, I still think he's going to try to go up from here.
1: You think he's going to go up?
0: I think he's going to try. I mean, I, I mean, I have to say,
1: Michael, I I was a little bit troubled by this one. I feel like Charles Wesley's taken the mick a little bit here, that perhaps he's not treating <laughs> uh, these very serious sentiments with the with the reverence that they they deserve. But you know, he's he's the author, so um, mm-hmm. who yeah, am I to absolutely. judge?
0: Yeah, I mean, we can only we can only present things as they are.
1: Well, absolutely. So, so you reckon it goes up? I think it goes up. Yep. Okay, well then, if you'd like to play the last clip and reveal. Here we go. We cry and to be you.
0: Well, it sounds like you were right. Ah, oh, yes. I'm so excited, so excited. You need... I think Wesley needs to tune his guitar as well. <laughs>
1: I think that's the least of Wesley's troubles.
0: <laughs> well, Kieran, that was uh, superb. I mean, the amount of work that you've put into finding those recordings. Yeah, it wasn't was just It wasn't easy, man. A round of applause.
1: Yeah. I had to contact his family's estate. I had to go through um, you know, whole libraries of manuscripts. Yeah. Um it was it was tricky.
0: Okay, Kieran, here's a question for you. Then, sure. Um, I was speaking to a colleague of mine today, and I said, "What is one of the most difficult things that Christians face today?" Just in case uh, you were hoping for an easy question. <laughs> <laughs> And, yeah, this is like uh, the Sunday morning he, welcome <laughs> and turn to your neighbor. Yeah.
1: What's the thing yeah, you struggle like, with most? The thing the thing we, <laughs> we did last, last week, last time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. When was the last time you called your mother? <laughs> um, no, the question is, how does a Christian, a young, hip, cool Christian like yourself, overcome those presuppositions and preconceptions of Christianity that a lot of people in the UK have? That was kind of Christian, Christianity's dying out. It's for older people. It's for people who are just interested in judging others and telling them how they should live their lives, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I'm sure we can all think of five other presuppositions and preconceptions that people have. What's mm. the best way to sidestep, overcome, and ultimately reverse those things in our culture? Wow. That is a good question.
1: Yeah, I mean, certainly, you know, I've, I've experienced, I think, over the years, lots of things like that where you'll be with friends who, for example will say sorry to you every time they swear because they know you're a Christian. <laughs> that one's always yeah. that one's always amused me. And they don't swear any less. They just say sorry yeah. every single time. <laughs> and that's always, like, uh, that's always amused me, but it's also sort of, like, felt slightly uncomfortable. It's like, you know, mm. I almost want to say, and maybe I should have said to them, Do you know, it's okay. You don't have to, like, overcompensate in this way. Like, I'm mature enough to get that the world is full of people who enjoy swearing and Mm. I don't I'm not expecting them to change their behavior around me you know um so I don't know I I can't remember the last time that happened but or with who it happened but there's definitely been times over the years where I've experienced um that sort of thing but I think that's Mm -hmm. uh, that is one example of uh you know people have this preconception of oh if somebody's a Christian they're going to be very sort of like stuffy and Mm. proper and you know they're not going to tolerate me being myself i have to in some way um you know modulate who i am in order to hang out with this person and that's the last thing i want someone to think when they spend time with me you know if they Mm. know i'm a christian the last thing i want them to think is "Oh, i have to pretend to be somebody i'm not because kieran's here um so yeah I'm just restating your question, really, but I think it's an interesting <laughs> question as to how, how we get around that sort of cultural yeah. baggage. Um,
0: You're buying yourself some time while yeah, you state the question ex- so you exactly.
1: can an answer. Yeah, I'm just texting all my friends. Uh, what do I say? <laughs> Funnily enough, we we said we'd deal with the Raven question at the end, but I'm sort of looping back around to that because although obviously that was surprise listeners, that was a sort of a joke segment. Um, <laughs> what we were saying about the importance of... Um, Building a relationship with somebody, uh, if you're going to meaningfully speak into their lives, I think is a is a really important principle.
0: Mm. Mm. Um, yeah. So you so you experience you encounter a person who has these presuppositions and and previous negative experiences of church, mm. and you can. You as a person can speak personally to that person, and you can listen to them. Yeah, and give yeah. them opportunity to be heard. Does the church itself, like the wider church, how we do church, um, how we how we worship together, how we meet together? COVID nineteen aside, imagining we're back to normal, does that need to change in order for us to be relevant enough that that culturally, cross culturally, globally, or at least in this country, we are back to being relevant? In inverted commas, or is it like, do you know what? Church is church. God is always relevant. The gospel is always relevant, um, and you know people will come. Mm.
1: So, so do we? Just checking. I've understood here. <clears throat> do, do, do do you're asking me? Do we as church? Is there anything we can do collectively as a body, as it were, that can sort of mitigate the, um. Can uh, we that we could do more? Is church to... still relevant?
0: Mm. Is the way we do church only exacerbating those pre presuppositions that people have? Mm. Is it still relevant? Do we need to change it up?
1: Good question, man.
0: Well, I think yes. You said so yourself a couple of weeks ago that one positive thing about covid-19 is that we're all online churching uh-huh. and that's much more accessible for other people.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and you know I I and I hope that on some level that's something we keep when all of this is hopefully mm. over or things are much more like whatever normal is going to be from here on in. I hope that we can continue to use these tools that we've been developing and these ways of reaching people. Uh, to continue to make meaningful connections, you know, in, in ways that we weren't doing before, um, is church still relevant? Y- yes, I, I, th- I think, I think there's a yes answer to that question, and there's a no answer to that question. Um, <laughs> I think the yes answer is church is absolutely relevant because, uh, and I know you know this, my friend. Um, but for the sake of our discussion, you know, uh, church is absolutely relevant because the church is the people of God. And we are, you know, um, called to be on some level, uh, you know, God's people, God's representatives on earth, as it were. Um, and what we have to offer people is, is the most um, essential and timeless message you know it's the gospel the 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 truth that jesus came to die in our place to uh, you know uh, atone for the wrong that we had done on our behalf so that we might have eternal life by believing in him you know and so mm. that will always be relevant because that is the deepest and most urgent need of every human being um mm. so there there will always be of course, a place for the church in this world. Um, But there are definitely many ways in which we express church that probably could at least use some tweaking, and some of them maybe need to be thrown out entirely. (laughs) And, um, (laughs) you know, because there are a lot of things about the way that we approach church that probably haven't changed particularly in the last, uh, well, you know, century or two. And, mm-hmm. and you know, there's a sense of if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Um, there are core principles of church community that will always be a part of church community, like centering around mm-hmm. God's word, worshipping together, uh, having community of some form uh those kind of things. Yeah. Um but do we need to reevaluate how we do some of those things in order to um be more accessible to people who, you know so we now have several generations of people who've grown up without really any church input at all in this country. Uh can we change things to make church the kind of place they feel they could come to? I'm sure we can. Um, I'm sure there's more we can do there's always going to be a sense of um, Christianity's never going to be cool you know in one sense Mm. it's it's never going to be the thing that all of the bad boys are into (laughs) I don't really know how to articulate this but
0: you know what I mean yeah, I think that uh, it's never going to be cool something that is something that is based on the fact that we are created with a need. It's mm. never going to be cool because it's cool not to need anything. It's cool not to desire yeah. anything. That's a good way um, of putting but, it. But admitting that we need and are made for a relationship with God, and that we need God to be complete, um, is not cool, mm. but it is cool. But it's not cool in inverted commas.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's the most wonderful thing that yeah. that there is. But it's not because, as you say, coming the 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 difficulty in in coming to Christ is that it requires us to say, "Yeah, actually, you know," um, I even even by my own standards for how a person should behave, I fall short. <laughs> you know, <laughs> never mind God's. You know, so, um, yeah, and that's not a, that's not a fun thing to admit. Um, But are there ways that we can make church more accessible? I am sure that there are. What are your thoughts on that, Michael?
0: Yeah, I agree with you. You know, I think obviously I was trying to, I was, I was asking you a slightly controversial question just to make it clear what I was trying to ask you. But Yeah, yeah. um, yeah, obviously God is relevant. Yes, uh the gospel is essential. Um I think that I think that churches decide how relevant they are, really. Mm. Obviously there's it's difficult for some churches, more difficult than others, depending on denomination, depending on congregation size, depending on location and so many other factors, but I think you you look around and you say, is my is my church having an impact on the world around it mm and if it's not, then that's a problem I and mean, that's that you kind of that there's your question Are you relevant to those around you? Well, do they know you're there? Do they know yeah. are you having an impact um and that's ultimately the question for me um mm. who's around you you know Yes, some churches could go entirely online and 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 they could completely abandon traditional church values if the demographic that they're reaching needs that in order to be reached as long as they don't abandon worship and the gospel and fellowship and mm. they might look different like you said but um but yeah who are you reaching how is the best way to reach them are you having an impact on those you're trying to reach and your community and your neighbors and the world around you. And if you are, then you're relevant, right? And if you're not, yeah. if you're having a holy huddle, then <laughs> then you're relevant only to yourself.
1: Mm. Mm.
0: Something I've learned now, having been
1: part of two very different styles of church, because um, I, I grew up Baptist, as you did, Michael, and then mm-hmm. was part of a church plant um, that had a similar kind of vibe um mm-hmm. in some ways and then since moving to where i am now i've been part of a more um i don't know if like presbyterian would be the right word to use but it's more like it's sort of church of scotland direction they're mm-hmm. not um they're not a church of scotland church but uh it's more in that direction in terms of its kind of uh expression of worship and that sort of thing mm-hmm. um and, and, you know, I'll be honest, I was a little bit sniffy about the style when I first came uh, because it was quite different to what I was used to. Mm. Um, but what I think one of the things I've learned through being part of these two churches is that style matters a lot less than intention and mm. action in terms of actually getting out there and making meaningful connections with people and being someone who is outward looking in the sense of, you know, who, who in my life can I communicate God's love to, Uh, you know, in a, in a friendly and loving and generous way, who, who can I connect with? And I, and I found that, um, you know, in my own life, my default is kind of to coast, It's to think about my own needs and think about my own comfort and entertainment Um, and breaking through that complacency Hmm. to have a heart for people who don't know the Lord, who could know the Lord, is much more important than nailing the style of your worship service, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, and, And I think the two very contrasting styles of church I've been a part of in the last
0: few years have really brought that home to me. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a really, really good point. You know, if we can break through the complacency of looking after our own needs and if church can be a vehicle through which we can pursue loving others and also can challenge us to continue doing that and equip us to continue doing that then however it looks and however the world looks it remains relevant which Mm. is which is cool yeah absolutely and through it all as we said god is relevant the gospel is relevant and it is uh it's essential not only relevant it's essential yeah Well, thank you so much for your thoughts on that question, Kieran. And as always, the last part of our podcast is where we share something with you that we have found encouraging or entertaining or anything else like that. But twist ending this week. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) We we want to throw the challenge out to you. This is episode five. You've had five weeks uh, to get used to listening to us and feeling the vibe of it. Maybe you've listened a few episodes and you think, you know what, this is something I could listen to regularly. Well, we want to challenge you to get part, be a part of the community here um, and send us an email. We want to know what you have found entertaining, uplifting, um, enjoyable. And send us a link to a video or a recommendation of a podcast or an app or a book, or anything at all, uh, to hello at holyhalfhour.co.uk. And we will share it next week in this exact slot at this exact time. (laughs) We will let people know what you've been enjoying. So we really want to hear from you. So don't be shy. Send us an email. Yes, please do.
1: Well, folks, that is all we have time for this week. Michael, thanks for uh, sharing what you shared today, posing that question. It was good.
0: Pleasure as always. Thank you for your awesome game and, uh, and spending time with me today. No problem.
1: Likewise, my friend. So, folks, uh, as Michael said, it's hello at holyhalfhour.co.uk if you want to get in touch with us. If you are enjoying the show and you fancy reviewing the show for us on Spotify or particularly on iTunes, um, then we would be very grateful if you were to do that for us. Um, It goes a long way to helping the visibility of the show and um, growing our listener base, which is something we would love to do. We're not in this for the money or the fame, don't worry. But uh, it would be cool to be able to connect with more people and to grow our audience. So if you fancy helping us with that, then leaving us a review goes a long way. So thank you. And thank you. we will wrap things up there. So we will see you next Monday. See you then. Bye. Cheers. Bye.